0: Uh, Manny, welcome. Good to have you with us. Hi, mate. Well, my first question is, um, Manny. Tell us. Uh, uh, great to have you with us this morning. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, what life View is like at the moment. Uh, where you work. Uh, who's at home? Um, how long have you been on the Central Coast?
1: Um, my wife and I have been on the Central Coast for about three years. Because um, I'm really bad with numbers. Yeah, time. we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah that's so, right. So I'm just looking over at my wife. So I think it's about three years. Yep. Uh, I've been in Australia for about seven. Okay. Um, I work in the city for an investment bank. Okay. Um, life is generally pretty awesome. Uh, my wife and I have gone through some uh, challenging times mm. in the last year or so, but. Um, Apart from that, we're really, really good.
0: Okay, so on the coast for about three years, in Australia for seven. Uh, Tell us one thing you love about the Central Coast.
1: Um, It's very unlike the area where I grew up in London, so um, it was sort of inner city, um, it's a bit of a dump, so um, so, the Central Coast is pretty awesome compared to that.
0: Okay, okay. Well, um, Manny, you're a guy with a Sri Lankan name, an English accent, Now, Central Coast address. Yeah. If we can't find something to talk about for 20 minutes, then we've got real (laughs) problems, I reckon. Fingers crossed. Um, Now, look, tell us... uh, Give us a bit of an idea as to your family background. So, sort of where you're born, where your parents are from.
1: Okay. um, So, my dad is from southern India. My mum is from uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, So, they had this forbidden relationship um, because my mum was trying to run away from her mum. Uh, so they met up, and uh, I was a result of that. And uh, I spent some of my early part of my life in Sri Lanka and in India. And um, so some of the stuff, if I say, if I sound very flippant, it's just my life, and I've kind of grown up with it. So apologies if it offends anyone. Um, so my mum was trying to run away from my dad because he was trying to bring the... Well, he was breaking the crap out of her. So... Um, So essentially, she ran away with me to England, um, and I was there from the age of 11 till I was about 29 and a half, uh, when I decided that I am completely useless and I'm a complete bum. Uh, My life was heading nowhere, so I was going to go and make a life for myself somewhere else, and I was going to do a world trip, and Australia was my first point of stop.
0: Yeah, well... just backtrack a little bit, so uh, so you said that your mum kind of escaped um, a relationship from, from your father who was abusive, mm-hmm. uh, and so um, from Sri Lanka to London? Yep. And give us a bit of an idea of the neighbourhood you grew up in, in London.
1: So it's a predominantly sort of African, West Indian, uh, there were white people there, but but they were kind of in the minority, so it was a—it's very much an ethnic population, and um, it's fairly poor. Um, if people saw somebody had something that they really liked, um, that the best way to get it was off them, not to go out and buy it. So, so it's kind of the environment where I grew up in.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you said they're poverty, rough. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: yep. Um, you know, sort of, it, it wasn't uncommon for um, people to get and up, people to get mugged. Uh, it was, it's kind of something that, you know, my wife said, I took her back, she said it's something that you'd see in a movie somewhere, but but it wasn't, you know, those kind of places do exist, so uh, the area where I grew up is actually much better now. Um, it's, it's even kind of a little bit hipster, but uh, but. Being out at the time, it was very much poverty and uh, kind of gritty is the best word.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, and then um, when we were talking the other day, you said moving into your 20s, you were making a lot of self-destructive kind of decisions. Yes. Can you uh, explain it, that for us? What was happening?
1: It's, um, so, so we were, you know, obviously going through my what my mum went through, she... Um, she, she didn't She didn't end up very well turned out in terms of her mental state, so uh well, she yeah. wasn't in the best position to look after me when I was growing up, so I know this is getting a bit heavy but um but yes yeah, uh, so we
0: we appreciate you sharing your experience with us and and uh we're glad that you're being honest about it so we we appreciate that you can say what you're prepared to say
1: okay um so so she'd she'd kind of flipped out a little bit so um when in turn, so uh, I kind of flipped out a fair bit too. So uh, I was I was doing stuff which which I thought was making me happy, or which was which was gonna you know essentially get me to a state where I was gonna be happy all the time, um, and you can kind of imagine what that entails. Um, so literally, if it if I could get hold of it, I was gonna get high on it. So. Um,
0: so you're talking about drugs there predominantly? Yeah, or? drugs,
1: alcohol, um, uh, and then you know you you make bad choices with who you mix with in terms of relationships. Uh, so everything that was self-destructive, I did, uh, and at the time I was completely convinced that it was good for me at the time, completely convinced. But it, I didn't think long term. It was like this is gonna make me happy now and hopefully will make me happy forever kind of thing. So, um, I mean, I still make stupid choices. My wife stops me, but, uh, but, uh, but previous to that, I was just, yeah, it was, it was pretty dark.
0: Um, you, so you've mentioned a few things there, alcohol, drugs, relationships. Can you maybe give us one example of something that you were looking to to give you happiness, but that uh, exploded, but that didn't work?
1: Um, I probably say uh, to drinks and alcohol, for example, um, I used to take as much of it as I could, in you know, hoping that it was going to get me to a point where I'd be satisfied and happy, um, not really worrying about my own own health or my own well-being. Um, so you you had situations like where I would just pass out um, and just work, you know, wake up in my own. <laughs> Uh, vomit, <laughs> and um, it's a surprise that I didn't choke on it a number of times, but there was, there was a number of times where I ended up in hospital having to have my stomach pumped, so um, that's
0: not fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so things that looked like they would help how you feel but actually end up making your whole situation worse?
1: Yep, a lot worse, a lot worse, because one time um, after I finished up in the hospital... Um, on the way home, this is how worse you can get. Uh, I went home on the bus, uh, and everybody was staring at me. I didn't realise until I got home there was all down my back, so not good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was were you holding down a job at this point? Yeah, um,
1: I um, I was I was sort of always employed, but um, but my career as such wasn't going anywhere, so. I uh, I was in between jobs, so I kind of didn't have any direction. As d- I didn't know what I was going to do.
0: Yeah. And so you said you would reached kind of a a, a dead end, um, and so you decided to grab a backpack and leave. It so wasn't my backpack.
1: It was my friend's backpack. <laughs> so I didn't have one.
0: <laughs> Did you ask him about that beforehand, or was it? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I said um, he, he <laughs> was the best man at my wedding when I got married. Uh, Kev, I said, Kev, mate, um, can I uh, can I borrow your backpack? I promise to return it to you when I come back. Um, he said, All right. Um, he was he was pretty hesitant because he knows what a bum I was. Um, so I just just got his backpack, and I did return it to him a year later because I'd settled in Australia by
0: that point. So, yep. And so, first stop was Australia. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, that's good. Britain's got a proud history of resettling people in Australia, so <laughs> you're in good company there. Um, uh, yeah, so, tell us about that. The, what happened when you came to Australia?
1: So, uh, Australia was supposed to be in a long list of stops around the world for me. Um, I came in August 2007 and I was doing a few temp jobs and I met my wife. <laughs> Very quickly, I guess. I needed the green card. Um, December 2007. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, I think 15th of December 2007 is the first time we went on our first day, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, first date, 15th of December. And um, so, I was working in a temp job for CBA. And they said to me... CBA is... Uh, Commonwealth Bank of Australia. So, um, and they said, they said to me... Uh, they had about six people, right? So, so many things in my life have happened and you think they're very chancy, but this is about as chancy as it gets because uh, they employed six people and there was about four Aussies and two foreigners just to do a temp position. And um, I was in there working and I was just... And they said, look, one of you will go permanent. I didn't think it would be me because, you know, you have to give somebody a visa and everything else. But I worked through pneumonia uh, I stayed overtime, which they didn't pay me for. But they said, you've got to leave. <laughs> we can't pay you for these hours. But I stayed and I did that position. Eventually, they said, did you want a visa? And they said, did you want to think about it? I said, no, I'll take it. <laughs> so I'm not going back to England.
0: Yeah. And things have improved a lot for you uh, compared to those self-destructive years. Tell, tell us, uh, just explain for us how things have improved over the last few years.
1: Um, I think uh, one of the key drivers is probably me, my wife, um, she is, uh, she's pretty awesome, uh, only slightly less awesome than God, but uh, she's pretty awesome, uh, so uh, my life has changed um, in terms of self-destructive ways, uh, the worst thing I do is get up during the early part of the NFL season at 2am in the morning to watch games. So
0: That's still a pretty serious issue. All. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. still a concern.
1: But apart from that, that's about as much as it gets, really.
0: You've just got to change one letter, really, AFL rather than NFL, and you'll be sweet. No. <laughs> uh, okay, now, a, a little bit over a year ago, uh, you started to... Um, so, so things had really been turning around for you for a while, um, but then a little bit over a year ago, you started to consider the place of Jesus in your life a lot more seriously. Tell us what prompted you to do that.
1: So I've always had Christian leanings because my mum turned me into a Catholic. I I didn't actually become one myself, but she turned me into a Catholic at the age of 11. Um, So I've always been around Christianity. And my manager knew I had Christian leanings because, you know, uh, I talk about God stuff every now and
0: then. uh, Your manager? At work,
1: yes. Um, so, uh, So it's an investment bank and... One day, we, we're having a little chat, uh, my one-to-one, uh, and then he suddenly sort of turns around to me and says, what do you think the Bible's about? Um, and I was like, whoa.
0: <laughs> Sounds like an unusual conversation yeah, with an investment yeah. bank.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just like, this is kind of very left field. Uh, either you're high or I'm high. <laughs> One of us is high. Um, so, but then he said, you know, what's it about? And I was like, oh, it's about God's word to his people. And he said, man, it's more than that. It's a book of grace. And um, and at this point, like I'm nearly falling off my chair, right? So, so I've gone, um, okay.
0: When you say that, what, because it's just a really unexpected thing to hear from your boss? Yeah, the, right, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I didn't think because the the setting where I work, you know, Jesus isn't the first point of discussion. In fact, he's not even the last, so... Um, so, you know, for me to hear it was pretty astonishing.
0: Okay, now, but he wasn't the only prompt, was he?
1: No, no. So, uh, my wife always, uh, you know, encouraged me to go to church because she knew, obviously, I had Christian leanings, uh, that I believed in God to a certain extent. So she, she'd often say, um, you know, you should, you should go to church, you should go to church. And eventually I just gave up going to Catholic services because I was just bored. So, um... And so my boss, Martin, said to me, you know, you need to go to this church. There's a bloke called Andrew Heard. You, really, you should really hear what he's saying. And uh, he knows he knows the right stuff. So And I was like, okay, okay, cool. And he pointed me to Evie. And uh, and then Mandy kept saying to me, you need to go. You need to go. And then one day after we went shopping in Arona, she said, right, we're going. So we turned up... Uh, she kind of dragged me here.
0: So. Which is curious, I've thought, because she wasn't particularly inclined towards Christian Christianity. No, right. no.
1: Okay. So she, she, she's always felt that every single belief system's got its own merit, so, and she felt Christianity and Buddhism and everything else. But uh, she said, look, I think we should go. And she just, I don't know what made her, but she, she dragged
0: me here. So you got to a point about a, a year ago where you were both... Uh, Investigating Christianity, what did you do to check out the claims of Jesus and christianity
1: so we we came to e v for the service, and uh, this this really nice lady just walked up to us and introduced herself and uh, gave us some information and One of the things that she gave us information on was a uh, a course called life and uh, Mandy and I both decided to go and and I kept thinking to myself, Mandy's gonna drop out any minute here. She, she's gonna lose steam. And then, then I'll probably just go back to my you know, NFL and just just go for a jog. So um, and then but she didn't. She 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 kept coming with me. We kept going every week and she started showing more and more interest and I was like in turn like, Okay, this is interesting. So so I kept coming.
0: You're a very responsive husband, I have to say, Manny. That's that's impressive. Do you know what? Are she... you always so responsive to your uh, wife's suggestions? And
1: I, I think you know she's a, she's a pretty awesome wife. I think I'm a pretty awesome husband. So, um, so.
0: No. Well, she's not up here to clarify. she, she can
1: see. It. She's nodding her head over there. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, she, she was pretty specific about not coming up here.
1: <laughs> she was. Yeah. She was.
0: Um, so tell me, for yourself, uh, what did you start to learn about Jesus that was compelling for you?
1: He's probably... Because, you know, I've, all, I've always been into, like, music and everything, rock and roll music and, you know, with the drug use, it kind of goes in hand in hand at the time. Uh, he, to me, is, like, the most rock and roll guy of all time. Uh, he, he broke convention. Um, he broke the rules. But everything he says, uh, still does, um, is very, very relevant to you uh, and me. Um, and it made, so actually, reading and looking into what he says, uh, how honestly and profoundly, like you know, the thoughtful way he presents it to you, you relate to it very, very easily. Um, so as we're going through the course, you, he, he kind of made you look at life in a slightly different way.
0: Now, um, one of the things you're saying uh, the other day is is about your experience of reading the Bible again. Now, often, I mean, for most people, the Bible's a pretty weird book. It's very old. Hard to imagine how it can have anything relevant to say today. What was your experience of opening the Bible again and and reading it?
1: So, for example, to use one example, I I had a lot of questions that I felt like the Bible would never answer. Uh, You know, I, I think that everybody out there in the world should be accepted for what they are. And one of the things I had against Christianity was homosexuality. Why are they against it? Uh, And I said, nowhere nowhere in the Bible does it say anything about homosexuality. Um, I think uh, in one of the life courses, I asked that question. And uh, I think it was Jez. I think he's there somewhere. He pulled out the Bible and he took me to... He took us all to the point where it talks about homosexuality and everything else. So... Yeah, it answered a lot of questions for me. Uh, the life, the course did. Um, so it did for my wife too.
0: And uh, now you've got to a point where, kind of, Jesus is, in a sense, the, the a central part of the central part of your life. Uh, um, what you mentioned there, the things that he says, are very relevant to you. Can you tell us what is what perhaps is the most or the yeah the most relevant thing? Um, that you found out about him.
1: Um, I think the most relevant thing about Jesus and God is that they—they they were always looking at me. They were always looking at me because um, my mum said to me once. Um, you know, she was really, really angry at me because obviously I'm not surprised she was angry at me. But um, she said, "You know, your dad—your dad dragged me through the streets. You were an accident." And he kicked me in the stomach repeatedly, and he did so many times. And I was hoping that you were going to not be born. Um, and, and, and she said that, and I was like, I was quite annoyed about that. But now I look back at it, and I was like, it wasn't really your choice, Mom. It was, it was kind of everything that's kind of happened, you know, many near the experiences and everything else. Uh, God's always had a hand in where I was going. So, you know, he's directed me, so... Um, I think me being here now, knowing what I know about grace and knowing what Jesus has done for me, uh, again, if it, if it wasn't down to Jesus, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have what I have. So,
0: Can I get you to explain that? When you say what Jesus has done for me, what do you mean?
1: Um, he's made me right with God, even though there's nothing I could ever do, uh, even though I think I'm pretty awesome. There's nothing I could do that, that would bring me closer to God. There's no actions I can perform is going to make me. So uh, Jesus came and said, do you know what, I'm going to bring you back to me and nothing will get in the way of that. And through my death, and I'm just going to wipe out everything you do, everything you've done, I'm going to bring you back to me. Uh, it's a pretty awesome thing to do. Um, I know he's my God, but he's pretty awesome. So. And from
0: what you're saying, there's a fair bit... ...for you that he's needed to, to wipe away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Um,
0: I want to ask you a bit about what the impact of, of knowing Jesus has been. Um, after I've done that, there'll be an opportunity to ask many questions. So if you've got something you'd like to ask him, be, just bear that in mind. Um, but they're kind of, as we were talking, uh, there were sort of three things that seemed to me where... Uh, um, ...having Jesus at the centre of your life has had an impact. And in the future, it's given you a sense of hope and confidence... In the present, it's given you a sense of contentment and it's given you, to a significant extent, a sense of peace with the past. I wonder if you can maybe just take those three. So, with the future, are you saying how it's given you a sense of hope and confidence? Yeah, tell us about that.
1: Apart from knowing that I'm definitely going to heaven, um, uh, I've also very much discovered what my purpose is. Um, My purpose isn't I mean, while it's to watch NFL uh, during the NFL season, it's it's a lot more than that. Um, I'm not just here to just gratify myself week after week and month after month, year after year. I'm here for His glory, and He's made me for a purpose. And another, you know, I'm, I'm discovering what I'm truly supposed to be doing. So, um, so it's given me that confidence going forward, and it's given me that confidence now. And in terms of my past, it, it kind of puts everything into perspective because, you know, I, I was used to think that I will never buy a lottery ticket because I think I'm the luckiest person alive uh, because of everything I've gone through and I've made it to this point. Um, but I'm not lucky. God was there all those times. And it puts everything into perspective for me.
0: Manny, it's great to hear how those changes have happened in your life. Has anybody got a question that they would like to ask Manny? I'll, I'll, re- yeah, I'll repeat the question. Uh, Manny seems to have a, a very good self-esteem, particularly given all the trauma and that's happened with his background. Uh, is that something that's happened because of becoming a Christian, or where has that come from?
1: Um, I would say, look, it's, it's kind of like a balloon. It's quite big, but you can pop it previously. Um, but You know, knowing what I know about Jesus and everything that's happened to me in my life. um, It's just, you can bring an army against me. Um, It won't stop me because God's on my side. So, um, I've you know, I've I've faced the most incredible odds where where I thought I was never going to make it. But God did because he can do it. So, um, it's the most astonishing thing having that confidence knowing that God is on your side. He's not against you. Um, And the thing is because, you know, when things used to go in the past, I used to say, oh, you know, you don't care. You don't love me. Um, He always has, always has done. um, And he will never, ever step away from me. Um, And I have that confidence and um, nothing. I mean, this last year, my wife and I have gone through probably the toughest period in our life. Um, Some of it's been harrowing. But I know... That it's it's in his hands, and I've got the confidence in him, and nothing will shake it. Nothing.
0: Does anybody else have a question they'd like to ask? How's your mum going, and what's your relationship with her now?
1: Um, it, it's better than it used to be. Um, you should you should ask my wife how their relationship is. It's colourful. Um, uh, she she said she's too skinny because <laughs> uh, she's evil. That's what my mum said. So. <laughs> But uh, apart from that, um, it's it's not too bad. I mean, it, it can get strained at times. Um, I think you know, my mum is product of everything that she's gone through. Um, I mean, she's she's uh, now become a Jehovah's Witness, so that's kind of uncool. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to say to her at the moment. So, uh, but that's just the kind of challenges we face. Um, but uh, But generally, we're pretty cool. Um, But, but yeah, there's good and bad days, yes.
0: Manny, we're going to have to leave it there, but it's been... uh, We really appreciate you being so honest about your life and what's been happening for you, Uh, and it's great to hear about the way that um, you have such confidence, both in the present and the future. Can you thank Manny for speaking to us this morning?